this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we're discussing strength for our journey. Is anyone up to a 900-mile hike on their journey? (laughs) Well, when we read in the Old Testament book of Ezra, we read about Ezra, who was taking a group of people from Babylon to Jerusalem to work and restore the temple. That would be like driving from our church here in Smyrna, Georgia. It would be like walking from Smyrna, Georgia to San Antonio, Texas. That would be a long 900-mile hike. I don't know if I could do it. I think I'd have to go to the airport and fly for that trip. But we read in the Old Testament about these Jewish refugees, how they were called back to Jerusalem uh, to rebuild the temple. And Ezra was a priest that was considered very wise. And we're going to talk today about what made him so wise. The purpose of their trip was to establish a settlement back in Jerusalem and to bring true worship back into the temple of God. Now, Ezra was the perfect candidate for this job. And the king gave him everything that he asked for. And the reason why we read in scripture, it says, because the gracious hand of God was upon him. That phrase is repeated three times in in the story of Ezra. Uh, This week, I was in the hospital where I worked, and I met one of my nurses. She had a beautiful necklace on, and I noticed it, and I said, oh, there's some charms on it. They were small, and I looked at the first one's a cross. I said, oh, I like your cross. And I looked closer. I saw there was another little charm there too. And it was it was the symbol of a hand. And I had to do some research. And she, what she told me was, she said, I love having it because it represents the hand of God in my life. And I'm reminded that wherever I go, the hand of God is upon me. I thought it was beautiful. So I came home and did a little research. And I, I figured out it's called a hamsa. And Hamsas are very popular in uh, Morocco, Algeria, uh, uh, Tunisia, Libya, the northern part of Africa, and also very popular in Jewish culture, too. And even Christians in this part of the world, they believe that it's a a bearer of good fortune. So sometimes we see it as a piece of jewelry, sometimes it's a piece of art, but it's a hand that's either... um, not waving, but kind of a still hand, or also could be a hand that's faced downward, but it's just a little charm or reminder that the hand of God is upon our life. So the more I researched, the more I thought, wow, this might be a nice little gift to give uh, to my wife for Christmas. So I started Googling it, and I found one of all places at Nordstrom. It was made of gold and diamonds, and the price was only $2,200, and that included free shipping. I decided I better move on. That was a little bit out of my price range. I found one at QVC for $49.97, and I could make three easy pay. That's more like it in my budget. You know, when we think about the hand of God in our lives, we realize that Ezra was very special, and God used him because the hand of God was in his life. So after this Jewish exile, There was a spiritual revival in Jerusalem, and the Jews were coming back. After 70 years, God brought them back, and they started physically building the temple. What God accomplished in Ezra's life was really very amazing. Um, God puts his hands not just on people like Ezra, who's a priest, but God puts his hands 
on all kinds of people. Have you personally felt the hand of God in your life? We usually notice this during transitions in our lives. When we're going through perhaps a loss, a death, um, a big decision we have to make that we're really needing God's wisdom, many times we feel the hand of God in the circumstances in our lives, and it reminds us that God is with us. It's only when the gracious hand of God is upon us that we can live successful and meaningful lives. How did Ezra get this strength? As we read a little bit of the passage and read some of the story in the Old Testament, we read that he really obeyed the law of the Lord, and he loved studying and obeying God's word. Now, Ezra grew up in Babylon, and in that culture, he could have studied many things. He could have studied science, medicine, math, astrology. He could have studied the magic arts, history, myths, and legends. But he chose to study and to follow the word of God. We all have to make similar choices in our lives when we want to obey and we want to follow and we want a strong, uh, fruitful, and, and Christian life. We have to make choices to set some time for God in our lives. That can be done in a number of ways. It's spending time in meditation and prayer, reading God's word or inspirational material to feed our spirit, spending time with other believers, spending time in worship. Those are all some of the things that we can do to help us in our life to grow stronger. Have you ever set your intentions to really grow in your faith? And I, I remember someone telling me when my son was very little, they said, you know how children know their parents love them? And I said, no, tell, tell me. And they said, children spell love with these four words, four letters, T-I-M-E, time. When you spend time with children, they know you care and you love them. And our relationship with God is very similar. When we spend time alone with God, we're spending time developing our faith and our relationship with him and enhancing our spiritual lives. When Ezra led God's people back to Jerusalem, they found out that the temple had already physically been built and repaired. But what their task was that Ezra was called to do was to reestablish worship in the temple. The people were safely back home. They had rebuilt the temple, but the people that were worshiping there were not obeying God's laws. They were following a false god. So he had to work with this crowd, this group of people, to get them back on track, obeying God's laws. Ezra reacted to this news by getting very upset when he found they were worshiping false gods. He, it says in Scripture, he tore his tunic and his cloak, and he pulled his hair, and he sat down, and he was just appalled. <laughs> I've had some days like that, too, where I feel like tearing my tunic. Um, Christians, though, we live under grace and not the law. We don't have to be fearful of God getting angry at us because the Lord gives us grace, and we all know that we all have sinned, and that if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and put us back on the right road. The good news is that in every area of life, obedience brings wonderful blessings. Ezra led God's people on a very long journey. Our life is a journey, too, a journey of ups and downs. From bondage, he took them to the promised land, back to Jerusalem. If we are going to have strength for our journey, we need what he had, the gracious hand of God upon him, the wisdom 
of God's word in our heart and also our obeying God's still small voice in our daily lives. If we incorporate these into our life, our life and our spiritual life will be fulfilled. My prayer for you is that we are reminded of the gracious hand of God that is upon our lives, that we have access to the wisdom of God's word, and that by obeying God's word and listening to the still small voice in our daily lives, we are developing our faith and we're developing our spiritual lives. As we close our podcast today, let's close it with prayer today and Let us pray together in the words that Christ taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory ever and ever. Thank you, and God bless you.